When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, the Wednesday morning edition of Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. Scrub Brandy bringing in James Magnuson. And this is quite incredible. Fair dinkum. One win in a pre-season challenge match in Maruya. He's decked out in Bulldogs gear head to toe. I think, are they grand final tickets you've got there, James? Good morning. How you doing? Freshly purchased, Vossi. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Uh, can I just say off, straight off the top, that's a big improvement. Mr. Brightside, big fan of that. I actually asked... Producer Ben, if I could walk into Who Let the Dogs Out today. Couldn't get it done in time, but I'm here. Yeah. Well, look, it's um, it's great to see the vibe, or to, heal, to feel the vibe. I mean, I witnessed <laughs> it out there. I did a bit of filming recently, James, in Belmore. Yes. And it was, it's coming out of everywhere, the vibe. And people talk, everything's positive around Canterbury for this season. So, James, if there's new time listeners to our program, yes, James, you're a lifelong Bulldog supporter, and you've got, You've, you've, you're feeling it. You're I'm feeling, feeling it, it, Bossy. What a great weekend, though. Football's back. We had UFC. We had Super Bowl. Uh, great time to be alive. Great time to be on uh, breakfast radio with you because I finally got something to talk about. You've been gone all summer. We've been talking, like, you know, backyard cricket and things like that. We've got sport yeah. back. Yes, exactly, exactly. Now, look, just on um, an issue we spoke about yesterday, but there's been a change. If you're not aware, straight off the top of the program, uh, because of hot weather forecast this weekend, change to the preseason challenge times, and it's around the big matches too. So the uh, charity shield between South Sydney and the Dragons was due to kick off at three thirty on uh, Saturday afternoon. It's now going to kick off at four twenty. Um, they're expecting temperatures of around thirty six at Mudgee James. Then the World Club Challenge on the back of a you know somewhere between thirty and forty degree day out at Penrith. Uh, that the World Club Challenge now, Panthers and St Helens will kick off at six fifty, so not six o'clock. So six fifty, and that means the last game on Saturday night up in Queensland at Sunshine Coast Stadium, Broncos and Cowboys. Uh, that's been pushed back to eight fifty-five or seven fifty-five local time, eight fifty-five New South Wales. So there's a few changes. Now yesterday we were talking about uh, this one, James. We, we, we'll keep this poll open today because. Um, got some good reaction to it, and I think you can kick it off again on the back of those changes. The Sunday night 6 o'clock time slot. Uh, the Dolphins game against the Cowboys last Sunday was the most watched of the pre-season challenge games on, on Fox League. Now, I put it out there that we've been doing these Sunday games for the first five rounds of the competition. I love them, but this is from a TV point of view, viewer point, you know, uh, uh, sitting at home watching it. I'd like to see it go all season. What about you, James? Are you a Sunday 6pm man, yes or no? Yes, absolutely. When they change it, do they move that back to, is it a 2pm on Sunday? Well, yes. They, yeah. we, we have a two, Well, yes, we have a 2pm Sunday game, correct? Yeah. No, I, I prefer correct. the 6pm. 2pm, I'm still getting into my work on a Sunday. 6pm, the day is over. Uh, you've got those Sunday blues where you're thinking about getting up early the next day for work. So it's nice just to ease your way into the working week with a game of rugby league at 6pm. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, as for fans actually going to the game, that, that 
potentially is an issue. But I, I say it's an issue at 2 o'clock as well in a lot of yeah. people's lives on the weekend. It just seems that we're getting busier and busier. So we'll keep that poll open today. If you want to participate on our Twitter account, at VossiBrandySEN, uh, Sunday night, 6pm game for the entire season. Yes or no? We'll uh, relay that feedback during the program. Now, you mentioned um, things happening. Big guest today, James. Matt Rogers coming on the program. Matt Rogers is now part of the SEN family. Ooh, um, we, nice. We're talking superstar. Dual international. Um, terrific fella. Uh, lots of stories to tell. Matt Rogers will be coming on the program this morning. So too will Alex Wilkinson, um, one of the most experienced players in the A-League. Sydney FC captain. Sydney FC in form. And a match on Saturday against the Brisbane Raw. Now the Sydney Kings tonight against the Cairns Taipans. James... When I left you last Christmas, you were saying, well, I haven't actually been courtside. And I said, it's got to happen. And I was hoping that the Kings people would be in touch. James, have you experienced the Kings courtside yet? Yet to experience it, Vossi. I've been beachside, but I haven't been courtside. My man, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm waiting. Sydney Kings, reach out. (laughs) The NBLC, well, look. Tonight it is um, it's the first in the best of three, potentially a best of three yes. if they if they split the early games. Cairns Taipans not to be taken lightly lightly in uh, in the wake of their win in Perth. Uh, so it all gets underway tonight. We had Paul Smith on the program yesterday. So Sydney Kings are playing tonight. Now James, big story yesterday. Now you you are as qualified as anyone to talk about this. From an athlete's point of view, the Peter Bowl story, because the layman out there, the putters, we're scratching our heads going, well, huh? <laughs> how does mm. this happen? How yep. does it work? Like, I want you to take us right back. We're talking A, sample positive, B, sample negative. Can you take us all right now, if you will, into the cubicle? Yeah. Where the test starts. What is the process? And has it changed over the years? What you experienced in your elite career as an athlete, would it be exactly the same now, how it's how the testing is done? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not that long retired, but the, the testing has always been the same. So basically, you open up a kit that, uh, and, you, and you see your kit, make sure it's never been used before. So everything's in sealed plastic containers. You've got a beaker, and then you've got two vials. The urine goes into the beaker, and then to make the the A sample and the B sample, you just use that one be, one beaker to pour into a vial A, which is your A sample, and vial B, which is your B sample. So they're not two different tests. It's not two different days. It's done in one, split in half, and off it goes. The same for the blood. They take your blood, put it in a vial. They then put half of it in a, an A sample, half in a B sample. It all gets packaged up, sealed, all done by the athlete. At no point does the tester touch any of this stuff. The athlete does it all to make sorry, sure that it can can't I, be contaminated. Sorry, you're the one who tips. Yep. You, you, phys- you do it. The yep. athlete does it. You do it. You, wow. do all, you do all of it so that the drug tester never touches anything during the whole process to make sure that there's no tampering, nothing's contaminated. Uh, the athlete is con- in control of the whole process. The, the tester basically just witnesses everything and makes sure procedurally that everything flows the way it's supposed to. So the, the, fact that, the fact that an A sample and a B sample can return different results, it it's almost has to be down to an interpretation of the readings by the person testing that sample because nothing can really happen between the, the A sample and the B sample. It's not a different day. It's not 
It's not different conditions. It's not a different environment. They haven't been stored in different locations. Everything is done in unison. Mm. Well, okay. Now I'm going to jump ahead to yesterday. So have you got an explanation um uh, like where this may land on the back of that? Because would there be people all around the world saying, well, hang on, told you, this can happen. Like the, the integrity of the test now, are we just, just going to move on from a human error in an isolated incident? Or is there, is there more problems at play here, James? What's your thoughts? Oh, I think it's very problematic, Vossi. I've personally only really heard of this once before. I, I don't know if you remember this. This is, we could be going back 20 years here. Ian Thorpe returned a test that they were that they were suspect on. They said that the numbers didn't line up and they thought it was a positive test. They went back, tested his B sample, and it was all fine. I think it was for something like raised testosterone levels or abnormally high testosterone levels, but then they compared it to his his prior tests and results and they tested his B sample and it was all fine. But the thing for Peter Bowl is his reputation for the past well, yeah. Six weeks, I think it's been, mm. has mm. been absolutely tarnished. So I think he's got a real case against uh, Sport Integrity Australia, but also WADA, the World Anti-Doping Authority. Well, also the release of the um, of the result of the A of the A sample. This you is, know, is yeah. It not how, you know, where does it? How does it get out? How does the news get out? Should it not? Should should the um, sampling process, the testing process, not run its full course before anything reaches the public domain? This is what upsets me, Vossi, is, like I said, that A sample and the B sample right next to each other, sealed and packaged in the same box, sent off to the testers. Every time this happens, though, someone's A sample test positive, it's released to the media, this person's reputation is just done from that, from that point, essentially. Mm. And they say, we're going to test the B sample and see if the results uh, you know, match the A sample. Why would you not go test the A sample? Oh, we've got a strange result here. Straight into test B sample. It's right next to the A sample. Why did they wait? This was wait- this waited weeks. I remember when it came out, they said, we're not testing the B sample until February. In the meantime, Peter Bowles life has just turned upside down. He's accused of being a drug cheat. His reputation will never fully recover from this because there'll be competitors of his. There'll be sponsors. There'll be... Uh, other athletes around the world who will be dodgy on this for the rest of his career. And in that meantime, he's just tarnished with that brush of being a drug cheat. Uh, if I was Peter Boll, I would be t- I'd be taking legal action. Yeah, well, well I would too. So you you just say, simple fix really in terms of the testing. A sample, B sample, tested at the same time. Yeah. At the same time and get the result and just compare the two. Absolutely. Why, why have this... This theatre almost um, between the two. Uh, Richard Ings, who no longer does interviews, but we have spoken to previously in the past, and he knows the subject inside out. Um, he made the point yesterday: the A sample gets released because it automatically triggers the athlete being suspended, so the athlete can't suddenly go missing while suspended without explanation. Now, just one little curly one before we move on to other things. Michael Gleeson, writing in the Sydney Morning Herald, said that twelve months earlier. A, another urine test from Peter Bowl, test for EPO, led to con, uh, contradictory analysis by WADA-approved testing laboratories. It had happened before. One lab said the result of the test from 2021 was a minor positive for EPO, only yep. for a second lab analysing the same A sample say it was negative. Mm. Uh, is it, again, how do, how, do, how do the rest of how do the punters here get their head around this? Like, 
it's is again it is quite bizarre. But I, I say again, Vossi, if these results are inconclusive and they're talking about this behind mm. doors, it should stay exactly there behind closed doors. If he hasn't mm. been actively injecting himself with EPO and they can't prove that, it shouldn't that, that knowledge shouldn't be released to the public. The guy probably has naturally higher levels or naturally elevated levels. It's probably part of why he's such a talented athlete. But if you're inconclusive or your tests don't prove that he has done anything, shut the hell up and don't release mm. that to the public because you're just tarnishing this poor guy's reputation. Strong stuff, James Magnuson, uh, two-time world champion in uh, freestyle. Great to be uh, have uh, James on this morning with this story running. Uh, James now an established member of the SEN team. Uh, we're not all serious, though. We, we do like to have some fun. Uh, there was a story today... <laughs> I just got to throw it in the mix before we take the first break, and because I, we'll get talk back on all sorts of things. But what if this happened in the rugby league? There are areas rugby league is yet you know we have lots of scandals, we have lots of misbehaving, but there's some areas that we've never gone. And there's a story out of the German ballet this morning, James. I'm throwing this at you without notice. The headline caught me: German ballet director suspended after smearing dog feces in critic's face. <laughs> I thought this is interesting story. It happened in the intermission. It happened in the intermission of a performance of this German ballet company, and the, rec- the, the director, so upset with what this critic had written previously, has produced a bag of dog feces and rubbed it in the person's <laughs> face. Now, the, the, the German ballet directors later apologised, saying. It was unacceptable behaviour. Wow, thank you. Um, but what if it happened in rugby? What if there's any, any players out there that like to do it to German, uh, to journalists or commentators? Um, could it happen? And what would be the punishment, James? I'm throwing that at you. It's not a poll. It's not a poll. I'm just throwing this at you. Uh, Has there been a case in your career where you wish you had a spare bag of dog feces handy, James? Oh, you know, yeah, honestly? probably. There's a few what we call in swimming mixed zones where the journalists get into a bit. I wouldn't, right. wouldn't have minded a bag of feces yeah. at, at hand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sorry, folks, to be talking dog feces in this, but isn't that an amazing story that at the ballet, like we're talking in an opera, like at a big building, they'd be all dressed up. It's, it's a different sort of crowd. And this is the director of the damn show rubs dog feces in, in a journalist's face. Well, as I said, if it happened in rugby league, it'd be life bans, wouldn't it? It'd be public hanging just about but there you go there's a story for you what would the punishment be have you ever heard of something like that and is there a no i don't want to have a poll as to who you would like to rub i, I think that could get out of control today but that is a weird weird story uh we've got cricket on this morning happening right now at the t20 world cup uh australia and the women's playing bangladesh and we'll also have champions league later this morning now james now that you are a permanent uh host midweek do you does Brandy leave you with the football desk? Do you actually unpack the desk and will you be updating the scores of the Champions League this morning? Yes, he's PSG? passed on the baton and I'm ready to go. Excellent. Okay, well, that's great because they are big matches. AC Milan against Tottenham, PSG versus Bayern Munich uh, this morning. I will check to see if Mbappe is back from injury, playing alongside of Messi in that PSG side. So this is Breakfast with Vossi and James Magnuson. Give us a call right now, one 300 the Motorola open line, text 0457-736-736. Broadcasting through 1170am Sydney, 801am Central Coast, 1575am Illawarra, 90.3fm Griffith, 1323am Canberra. And across Queensland this first hour, SENQ 693am, SEN 1620am Gold Coast and the SEN Track Network. Good morning to you all.